The time is now. Every moment counts. Your voice, your decision, and who you are matters. Take a minute. Breathe. You are a part of history. So join the community and let's build something great. Montgomery County Community College. Your future starts here. <clears throat> this is Paul Stanley's house. We are poolside at Paul Stanley's patio. together people you gotta unite under one common cause I believe the cause we should unite under is rock and roll if you came here tonight to hear about how we're gonna save the whales if you came here tonight to hear about how we're gonna end hunger in the world if you came here tonight to hear about what war should continue and which one should stop. You are in the wrong place tonight, people. We are here to escape from all the bad news. We are here to have a good time. It's okay. Even when things are going bad, it ain't a crime to say, you know something? I'm not feeling so good. I think I oughta. Rock and roll on that party every day! You wanted the best and you got it! Highest band in the land, Kiss! That's right, KISS Army. You wanted the best, and you got it. I am Matt Porter, kicking off the new year in the KISS Room. I'll be joined by John Reagan from Return of the Comet right after this in the KISS Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet.
Kiss Army, joining me on the phone right now is bass player John Regan. John, welcome to the Kiss Room. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Happy New Year to everybody there, and uh, it's always a pleasure to speak to you guys. Fantastic. So, obviously, you're starting the new year with Return of the Comet. Tell us about that. Well, you know, it's I'm really excited about it. It's amazing how life works, but uh, about six years ago, um, I had really wanted to put together... Uh, a project that would celebrate all the work that we did with the Comet and and then, like, the Trouble Walking era. And I wanted to get everybody involved. I wanted to get Richie involved, because Richie Scarlet was there at the beginning of Fraley's Comet. It it started out as Ace Anton and myself, and then um, we brought Richie and Arthur Stead in, and we did some demos, and we got a record deal in England, and the company went out of business, and that kind of put everything on the back burner and everybody went off and did different things. Obviously, then we reformed back in uh, 1987, 86, 87, when Eddie Trunk uh, was kind enough to convince Johnny Z to sign uh, Ace and the Comet to Megaforce. Uh, At that point, Richie was working. Todd came in. But anyway, as I mentioned, six years ago, I wanted to do a few dates that celebrated the work that everybody didn't have everybody involved. And I ran it by Ace, 
and at the time he basically was not interested and uh, wanted a little too much money. Uh, so at that point, I was talking to Todd, and that's how the group Four by Fate started. So it really actually started as an, a germ of an idea to do what we're going to be doing with Return of the Comet, which is going to be taking that entire era from 85 to 90 and just having some fun with music, some of it that you know hasn't been played out and was only played out once you know, back in 1985. So I can't wait. I can't wait to get Richie and Todd on the same stage and uh, we got Steve Budgie Warner on drums, and Steve played with Ace for many years. Uh, it's going to be a powerful band. Well, one of the things that we're excited about is that the tour you're starting is going to be Tuesday, April 9th, Sellersville Theater, right here in our backyard, right very close to Montgomery County Community College. Anybody that wants to get their tickets now can go to st94.com and look up Return of the Comet. You can also go to returntothecometband.com, and we're, we're really excited that you're going to be playing here. I, I'm really looking forward to that. I think, what can we expect, uh, you know, from the Return of the Comet shows? Well, I'll tell you what. First of all, uh, I haven't played that theater, but everyone that I know who has says it's a fantastic venue. So yes. we're really excited about it. And uh, we've always had a really good uh, a good following back in the day in, in the, the Philly area and the Tri-State area. So it's going to be a, a great night. And what what I'm looking to do and, and what the rest of the guys, we're just basically going to take, uh, we're going to do some deep cuts as far as uh, songs that were recorded prior to the record deal, you know, and the original version that I just spoke about uh, earlier. So we're going to be doing some songs that were um, really never played live from those demos. And then we're obviously going to visit uh, the first Fraley's Comet record, second sighting, Trouble Walking, and maybe throwing a couple of uh, songs, you know, that, that meant a lot to us from other um, artists. Uh, maybe little Jeff Beck, you know. <laughs> you know what? There's there's the uh, original album that you recorded before the Fraley's Comet album came out. That floats around really as kind of a bootleg or you know collector's item. All those tracks really that were recorded with Richie and the band prior to that first release. Do you think that would ever have a, an actual proper release? Because those songs are great. They're a lot of them are rawer than what came out, you know, on the uh, actual album, Fraley's Comet album. Yeah, well, thanks, man. I, I was I'm un, I was unaware that there was even an album out, but that's good. <laughs> but you know, we're gonna we're gonna be doing you know material. Uh, you know, we're gonna be doing Animal. Uh, we're gonna be doing Give It to Me Anyway. You know, songs that we did back then. Um, you know, but again. Everyone that's involved, like with Ace and Richie and myself, um, you know, I, I read things online and it's always interesting. You, you always have a, a few naysayers and how are you going to do Fraley's Comet without Fraley? Well, it's not Fraley's Comet. This is the band that wrote the music, performed it, recorded it, and in my case, co-produced it. So I don't look at it as we're going out as Fraley's Comet without Ace Fraley. I look at it as we're going out with the musicians that did all of the grunt work, you know, and of course, Ace, it was, it, it, it was Fraley, so, you know, that was his, his name was on it, and he was a huge part of it, but uh, everyone else contributed, I'm going to tell I'm here to tell you, I was there for all of it, everyone else contributed at least as much as Ace did to the making of all of this music that we're going to be playing, so... 
again, we just want to get out there and celebrate the fun that we had and bring it back to our friends that have been asking for it for many years. Uh, I, I'm really, really excited. That the songs, it, it's a great night of music that cuts across a five-year period that I'm really proud of being involved in. Now, you talk about those early days. There's got to be some great, funny stories with Fraley's Comet, kind of specifically Ace. Uh, is there anything you can share on r- actual public radio here? Uh, <laughs> without without end, end, end incriminating us all, I don't know. <laughs> i got to think about that, Matt. That could be a, that could be a rough one. Now, it was, look, it was always a lot of fun, especially, you know, in uh, the beginning, because when we got together, uh, Ace was out of KISS, I had finished working with Peter Frampton, and then we just had Anton come up to Ace's studio, and you know, it, it was it was just we were playing music, we we're doing Stone songs, Zeppelin songs. We wanted to play the music that made us want to play in the first place, and that's how really it never really started out to be a band. It was just three guys jamming. So the, the essence of that is uh, is really what's what carried on through the period that we all worked together. And, you know, as far as Ace pulling out a, you know, a gun once in a while and shooting up the studio, <laughs> I do remember bullets ricocheting around a studio in Connecticut. Uh, fortunately, I don't think, I think one guy got hit in his ear, but uh, oh. nobody, nobody lost their life. <laughs> Not, look, there was always amazing stuff with, with Ace. Uh, yeah, I've, I've told the stories many times, but uh, one that sticks out was, Ace used to carry his computer stuff and, you know, high-end video games on the tour bus. And, of course, when we pull into a hotel, he'd unload it all into his room. And one night we're in a motel, and Ace used to wear this lime neon green beauty mask every night. And he had his hair pulled up, you know, a la Jean, and a, and a little bow up top, <laughs> and this lime green fluorescent face mask. And... uh I guess some construction workers woke him up a little too early, so he ended up, if you can picture Ace with a green face and his hair pulled up and his little underwear with a Nintendo gun, and he scared away an entire crew of construction <laughs> workers. <laughs> at, at, you had to be there, but you could kind of picture it happening. They, they didn't know what the hell was coming out of the room at him. It looked like, he definitely looked like he was from Jendel that night. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many funny stories, you know. It, that that that's what I like to uh, look back on. We had a great time. We had a great time, and we're going to continue having a great time with this. And hopefully, when we're in different areas, like Van Tons around to come and sit in, or Jamie Oldegger, whoever was involved in the band is welcome to come up and play. And that extends to Ace. He's got an open invitation. That would be fantastic. And I think that's one of the neat things is, especially as you're playing, you know, maybe a smaller venue like the Sellersville which is fantastic for a show because, you know, everybody gets to be up close and very personal, you know, to have those things, those opportunities. Maybe somebody comes in, switches in and out. It's always that excitement, and that will be a lot of fun. And, I mean, I think one of the questions that, you know, obviously you're focusing on this, the era of Fraley's Comet, but do you think we'll get any 4 by Fate songs? No, I don't. No, we really want to really make this, uh, you know, the focus of the time, that five-year period. Um, that's what we really want to do. There's so much material to choose from. Uh, you know, again, uh, a lot of what we're going to be playing is uh, songs that uh, Todd and Richie wrote and that they're going to be singing. And, you know, we got to do uh, Into the Night. Uh, it'll be tough to do Rock Soldiers because <laughs> Ace is singing it in the first person. So, 
you know, when we get to the end of the chorus, what are we going to say? Uh, you know, you did the song without an ace in your deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to play without ace on the stage. <laughs> but I, as I said, I'm I'm uh, issuing an open invitation to him anytime uh, if we happen to be in an area where he is. You know, we'd love to have him jump up and uh, play a couple songs. I'm just really excited. I haven't been as excited about anything in, in a long time. You know, because a lot of those songs, it, especially a song like "Give It to Me Anyway," that 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 hasn't seen the light of day too much. But I always love it when we first recorded that when Richie wrote it. Uh, it's just one of my favorite ones to play because it, it's it's rocks, it's funky, it's a little bit of everything. You know, so really, what Ace needs to do is mark down Tuesday, April 9th at the Sellersville Theater and uh, come see all the crazy Kiss fans that are there for the return of the Comet. Like I said, you can go to st94.com to get your tickets now. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fantastic. And I and I, I really think it's great that at this time, there's so many of my favorite bands coming around that are even hitting the Sellersville Theater. I mean, bands like Y&T and Stars and Angel are also hitting the Sellersville Theater this year. So it's And it's nice and close for me, so it's fantastic. Uh, we can't wait to see you, Matt. And, and I'll tell you what, I have to give credit where credit is due. This... Uh, particular project all uh started when uh tommy higgins and some people know tommy from his, uh, still with aerosmith but he's been with them for many many years and he's the one that called up and said hey uh do you think that uh you guys would be interested in doing this because i've already been a fan of the music so tommy higgins thank you because you really spearheaded this and uh we couldn't we couldn't be doing this without him i honestly and uh, when he he mentioned, he goes, we got we got to do the Sellersville Theater because it's one of the best venues uh, known to him. So I can't wait to get on that stage. I know it's a legendary stage. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, it's funny. I'm from around here, so I remember when the Sellersville Theater was an actual movie theater, and we would go there as kids. So now that it's been transformed to this really high end kind of concert, you know, venue, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, and it really always brings back memories to me when I go in there because I think of all the movies that I saw there as a kid. So it's uh, God, there's nothing like that. And I wanted to mention one other thing <clears throat> because we've been getting a lot of uh, inquiries about doing meet and greets, and uh, I, I did post it on my page and on uh, Return of the Comet Facebook page, which we invite everybody to come over to. But uh, travel uh, permitting, uh, as far as you know, when we have to get to the next place, but. Our meet and greets are going to be, we're going to be out at the merch table and we're going to meet and greet everybody who wants to because honestly, without all our friends and supporters, we wouldn't be able to do what we want to do. So no charge for our meet and greets. We're just happy to see you bought the ticket and that's good enough for us. So just keep that in mind. We're going to be hanging out after the show and just basically thanking everybody and Anybody can take pictures, and we'll sign whatever you need signed. That's fantastic. I think it, to have that relationship with your audience is great, and the fact that you'll actually take the time to meet with all of us, I, I really appreciate that. I think it's fantastic. Well, thank you. I mean, again, we owe it to all you guys, and that comes from the bottom of my heart. I've been blessed to have been doing this for almost, well, we won't get into that, for a long, <laughs> long time, and, and I've always been a firm believer in, you know, you got to take care of the people who let you do what you love to do. And that's you and everybody else, Matt. So we'll be looking forward to seeing everybody. Well, you know, you talk about doing this for a long time, and obviously a lot of the people that listen to my show, kind of would your first appearance would have been with Fraley's Comet. But you did work with Peter Frampton. Talk about that. Oh, well, you know, one of the 
joys of my life was for the better part of 31 years being Peter's bass player. Uh, I started with Peter in 1979 and uh, basically worked with him up until 2011. So, you know, that's got a special place in my heart. And Peter and I remain good friends uh, to this day. And uh, it was amazing. That was my first uh, big, uh, you know, gig uh, in 1979. Peter was still huge throughout the world. And uh, to go from playing in a club band onto stage with Peter Frampton, by the way, with no rehearsal and no sound check, (laughs) that was, was trial by fire, but... Uh, I just remember that first night, him looking back at me and smiling. I figured, okay, I didn't get fired tonight. So. <laughs> that was a 31-year relationship, which uh, I, I treasure. Wow. I, I did some great, you know, we we wrote together many songs, and uh, playing his music and the music of Humble Pie is just a, an honor. That's fantastic. Now, obviously, you have had a long career as a musician, as an engineer, and a producer, and a writer, and a lot of people that listen to Monco Radio here with the Kiss Room are students what advice would you have for people getting into the music business today? Well, today's a little different than when, you know, starting back in the 70s. Uh, but I also know that today, if you're not concerned about going around and bragging that you're on a, a giant label, you have a better chance of getting your music heard now because you can get it out on the Internet. Uh, so my advice is, Play music because you can't not play music. And I've said that before, and I'm sure people have read it in interviews I've done earlier. It's got to be like breathing and, and eating and sleeping to you. And don't worry about the stardom aspect of it. Uh, you do have a chance now to get your music out and heard by a lot of people where back in the 70s, unless you had a record deal, that wasn't possible. So stay true to yourself and uh, and basically... Listen to every kind of music because there's great music in every genre, and then and then develop your own style and stick with it. Don't try to get on the flavor of the month. You know, oh, this is this is happening right now, so I got to be this. Just be your own person and enjoy the hell out of it. Because the, the the fun part is just playing music with people you like. Absolutely, and I think that's one of the things that's so exciting when you guys come around in April. It's going to be fun to see everybody playing together on that stage in Sellersville. Like I said before, everybody can go to st94.com, get their tickets. We're all looking forward to that. Uh, one thing Ace has mentioned, I mean, obviously Gene put out his huge box set of, of songs. Are there a lot of Fraley's Comet demos floating around that maybe we haven't heard yet? There's a lot of material, and I did read recently, and Ace did speak to me about it, I, I want to say uh, three or four months ago after we had that fun night in uh, Indy at the uh, the Kiss Expo where we all jumped up with right. Anton and uh, I got a call from Ace a couple weeks later and just we talked about how much fun that was and he had mentioned that he's really starting to look into the archives and put the uh, you know put some of that historical stuff together so I think he's got a plan on doing that um, I'd love to do it with him but I think he's planning on uh, pulling out some of those chestnuts uh he would have them because we didn't all of them at his studio pretty much are there song titles that come to your mind that you know have not surfaced you know that, that are kicking around somewhere in a in a file cabinet hmm. well first of all you're alleging that i have a mind so i appreciate <laughs> that <laughs> what's what's left of it uh no it's just you know the, the stuff that we did like uh 
uh, "Girl Can't Dance," and it, there, there was some some pretty wacko stuff that uh, that we recorded. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of them, but I know he's got them somewhere. And uh, Ace, if you're listening, uh, give me a call. Uh, I'll work on it with you. Uh, but I know he's planning on doing it in, in the, the near future. He's going through his uh, all his back catalog. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't recall specific titles, but we recorded a lot of music back then. So there'll be a lot of things coming out that people will enjoy hearing. So in 2019, we can hope that Ace digs out all those demos. And we're super looking forward to the, re- the return of the Comet. The year of the Comet, baby. The year of the Comet. It's going to be uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we're looking forward to Matt, and I want to thank you uh, for all of your support over the years. And again, I'm repeating myself here, but I have to say because I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I've been lucky to play a lot of different artists. The Kiss fans are the best, and I don't even like to use fan. Our Kiss friends are the best, the best in in the business. They are the most dedicated, the most loyal, and I know I'm speaking for. Richie, Todd, Budgie, myself, when when I say thank you, and I hope we get to see as many of you as possible, I guarantee you it's going to be a show that you're going to love. I'm really looking forward to it. John Reagan, thanks for calling into the Kiss Room. Thank you, Matt. Rock on. You're here on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet.
That's right. Kiss Army. How about that? John Reagan, thanks for calling in. That was a blast. Looking forward to seeing Return of the Common. I'm going to see a bunch of good shows in 2019. Yeah. So now we have, I want to give a bunch of shout-outs to people while I'm going through the list. Joe Simbelli shared the link. Mikhail Burel, Javier Boaster. Now, Javier, big shout-out to the king of finding cool things. Thanks for the King Kong Halloween costume. Craig Bauer from Kispirational. Candy Burton, Kat Mara, David Cathy, Sean Cullen, Chris Ann Colvin, Rodney Dixon, Bill Elam. Bill Elam, I'm going to dub the king of promotion. He was on uh, Podcast Rock City Live the other night. Did a great job shouting everybody out, and I really do appreciate that. Jerry Gellaf, Chris Goff from Kiss World, listening in Detroit Rock City. Christina Green, Chris Hartman, who's going to join us today with the Kiss Room House Band. Barb Hillerzuski, Steve Javorski, Ron Jones, and Mike Moon, who are starting a new podcast called Let It Rip. So if you go to Let It Rip Facebook, you can get tuned into that early. Dottie Jones, Dean John, Greg Johnson, Joe Laskin. Tony Mann up in New York City, Jason Gallinger, Britton Mitchell from Kiss Cosplay, John Phillips, Brian Speck, Brad Rustoven, Vagabond Entertainment, Jerry Lee Watkins, we wish he was here with us today, but I know he's playing tonight. Diana Zagel, thanks. She shared it multiple times. Thanks, Diana. Kiss Army Omaha, Christine Carlson-Wolf, Otis Mack, who wants to hear more of our discussion of uh, the end of the road. Kiss Army Omaha, Matt Universal from Strange Ways Radio, Ewan Ballantyne listening all the way over in Scotland, Billy Davis, Lisa Smith and the Unmasked Tribute Band, Peter Arquette and KissAsylum.com, of course, Joe, Jody, Brent, Sonny, D-Rock and the Podcast City crew, great, great friends, uh, Eric and Judy Wisniewski from the Electric Crush, broadcasting every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. on WMCK. You got to listen to them the same way, same way you listen to the Kiss Room and Monaco Radio. Just tune in on the TuneIn app every Tuesday, 7 to 9. They are the best. Ken Mills, of course, and the podcast. Anthony Porter and the lovely Amy Porter all shared the link. And you know what, people? I know I got thousands of you in the Facebook group alone. Share the link every month. I see, like, if I post, what's your favorite Paul Stanley song? Get, a, you know, 100 comments. But I get the same 20 or 30 people sharing the link every time. You, too, can share the link. Wouldn't that be fun be part of it? And guess what? Because you're part of it, you're going to get something special here. Because I'm sure that by now, if you've been tuning into the Kiss Room, you know what the Click Tea Shop is. Now, the Click Tea Shop, they reach deep into the nostalgia of the hottest band in the world. Because when you think about it, look at their page. Go to Click Tea Shop, which is with a K, of course, like Kiss. There's like Gene's first, the rock school, or I guess we could say it's the demon. The Spaceman's first stage shirt, which the eagle wings. And you got, of course, the famous Cadillac, what I call the Cadillac cat shirt, which is Peter's black jacket that he had. There's a talisman shirt. There's a stage riser shirt. There's a New York groove shirt. There's costume shirts. If you haven't seen it yet, go to clicktshop.com. And here's where you come in because you're listening Ed Spangenberg, who is the creator of all these awesome shirts, he's going to give us the chance to give you a shirt. So what you need to do is go to clicktshop.com, click on the Contact Us button. It's so simple. Put in your name, put in your email, and in the message you have to put the Kiss Room contest okay that's our secret word we're going to give you a chance later to win some other things but you got to know the secret word because that shows that you listened i don't want just some jabroni with an email to win i want you to win and that's going to be the way it goes because what you're going to do again like i said you're going to go to click 
tshop.com, K-L-I-C-K, T-E-E, shop.com. Go to the Contact Us button, put in your name, your email, and a message that says the Kiss Room Contest. I think Ed was probably going to run this to like the end of the month because I know a lot of you listen live, but a lot of you listen via the download gives everybody a little bit of time uh also while you're there obviously check out the shirts you've got plenty of time to uh you know get your shirt because you want your shirt for the end of the road you don't want just some generic looking kiss shirt you want the coolest kiss shirt and of course that's where you're going to get it so there you go enter to win that and with that i'm going to let some more people here in the studio but what i'm going to do first we're going to send a birthday shout out to none other than paul stanley because of course his birthday's coming up January 20th. Happy birthday, Paul Stanley, here in the Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. That's right, Kiss Army. We're here in the Kiss Room. Happy birthday, Paul Stanley. 
Also, send a shout out. Sean Delaney just had a birthday too, so shout out to him. Look at now we got more people. Bobby's yeah. back here. I'm always here, Matt. Frank Galante's back. Chris Hartman back from Almost Human back here in the Kiss Room. He's got some. He's got a guitar too. So we're we're getting ready for some Kiss Room house band. Now look, I just I told you how you can win. I feel naked without a guitar. See, that's, you should have a guitar. I told you how you can win a Click T-shirt. You can uh, you can wait till the end of the Kiss Room if you want. But I told you how. And yes, yeah, Sean, I said Jabroni. So we don't want a Jabroni to win. We want only a good person to win. Now when Joey Casada calls in tonight, four thirty. He's going to give you a chance to win one of his books. So we got, we're just giving cool stuff away here. And that's coming up around 4.30 after the Kiss Room House Band. You can hear Fran tuning up, having the best time ever. Now, look, one of the things that obviously I had a good time last month. First of all, we did the Kiss Room. The next day I went up and did the New Jersey Expo. Yeah. We talked, you know, you heard that. Then I went right down to a Live 75, which was phenomenal. You heard that. We even posted the the uh, rock and roll road trip was which our great trip. Eric Miller from Pods and Sods, Mr. Brian Jacobs appearing on Pods and Sods, put a lot of content up last month. And guess what? Lots of people listened, and I'm thrilled by that. And you know the nice thing is is that you heard a lot of those adventures. You heard us have a good time. And one of the questions that I ask people, kind of over and over and over, especially at New Jersey Kiss Expo, what does the end of the road mean? Now think about it. This month, here we are in January, January 23rd, Ace Freely Band's starting out again. They're going to go out. They're at the Neptune Theater in Seattle, Washington. January 31st, it all starts. End of the road. End of the road, Rogers Arena, Vancouver. It almost seems unthinkable. But here we are, 2019. Ace is on the road. Kiss is going to be on the road. Like I just talked to John Reagan, how great is that? April... I'm going to see the return of the comet in Sellersville, PA, and Angel and Stars, same week, Sellersville, PA. I'm going to see Y&T in March, too. I'm going to send a shout-out to my lovely wife. Got me Y&T tickets for my birthday. Amy Porter, you're the greatest. So it's, uh, you know, it really is amazing. Here we are, 2019. We all look great. I'm looking around. (laughs) And, uh, you know, when you think about it, what a time. Who would have thought all like my favorite bands are coming back around? Well, Matt, they knew it was your birthday. You know, oh. I think for my birthday, all these bands are coming back around. They're saying, look, one more time. It's Porter's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so now, look, we talk, that was kind of what I talked about. And Otis sent me a message. Otis Mack. And he says, are you going to have more Otis, discussion about the, uh, the end of the road? And I said, of course. We're going to probably have the discussion at the end of the road for a year. But, you know, when you think about it, one of the questions that I said was, Will you be able to resist looking at photos and video? And do you want to see it for the first time? Now, what's your is your first show Philly? Yes. So Fran Philly. Yep. Chris Philly. 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 So we all got to wait till the end of March. Philly, Philly. But now here's the thing. Right now we know. First of all, obviously it starts the end of this month. But then think about this: Madison Square Garden show is. Just a few days prior to our no, Philly I think, show. Uh, Steve Companion. Steve Companion. <laughs> I think he uh, has tickets. I think yeah, he always gets these good deals from his students' parents. And I think, <laughs> yeah. and I, I think uh, somehow he's going because of that, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. But uh, That's he got you guys into that uh, special kind of like press conference. Yeah, that, that our was radio awesome. thing. That was, yeah. That was wow, yeah. Yeah. But the uh, I think that Madison Square. I mean, obviously, look when they when they kick off the tour at the end of this month, that's going to be we're we're going to get a pretty good look at what's going on. But then I think that Madison Square Garden show, 
to me, is going to set the bar where they're going to be. Because if they're not going to pull out some stops at the Garden, like we're not going to get a special guest two days later in Philly. No. You know? All right, thoughts. End of the road. I asked everybody, what do you think of when you think of end of the road? If you didn't listen to my uh, New Jersey Kiss Expo special yet, go back and do it, people. (laughs) What do you think, Chris? Well, I think bring it to Madison Square Garden. I think that's when they're going to big surprise. Right. Peter, Ace. Not both of them, I don't think, at the same time. But I'm pretty sure Peter's going to show up a couple. Madison Square Garden, perfect place. Kind of got to. Yeah, Detroit maybe, if they do Detroit. We'll see. Right. But, um, yeah, that's what I'm looking for, a big surprise at MSJ. Right. I I think it all depends on on scheduling to see who is around. Uh, Probably the easiest people to bring out would be Bruce. But I'd even like to see Bob Kula come out, you know? That would I, be I would great. have no problem with that. But even that, as John Reagan just mentioned when we talked to him, how cool would that be? He said, look, anybody involved with the Comet, they want them to stop by these and shows. And that's what I think yeah. Kiss should do. That's what they Absolutely. should do. Absolutely. Open invitation if they can. And That'd I thought great. that was amazing. And then it's funny because really if I had done my homework, I would have taken Ace's schedule of announced dates and put it up next to the Comet, <laughs> return of the Comet dates, and said, okay, where, where are we going to get this? Do a little Venn diagram you know, yeah. to see where they all yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Now you're talking smart people. Stuff, Chris. And <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not me, but I'll, the. I'll, uh, I'll tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it really, I think that's the funny thing. That's, I think, what everybody's kind of thinking. Now, obviously, they, um, Keith LaRue put out that really great uh, post about how awesome. he was even yeah. blown away by the look of the stage. He's seen it in person. They were shown, you know, what it looks like and how. Now, think about that. Keith really is an ultimate Kiss fan. Now, he works for him, but he he's looking at it the way I think we would look at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will it be what we want? I, you know, I think every Kiss show is what we want because, you know, everybody goes, oh, well, this back in the 80s. But it's at the moment. I remember right. going to the Animalized tour and thinking, this is so cool. It was that era. So this one, um, I don't want it to look like the 77 show. I, I seen the 77 show. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was, I want to blow my doors off. And if I do see it, you're still going to blow my doors off. Sure. You know, well, I think the one the one thing that I think probably will be somewhat like it's going to be apparently it's going to be big screens. I really would love a physical logo again. That would be great. Think about the Asylum yeah, tour the light, oh, with yeah. that enormous logo. I mean, it was like floor to ceiling. You know that logo, and that's I think that's the one thing you really remember about that tour was that amazing yeah. giant walking in, and I, even as a kid, like you know, going like. Whoa, like, look at that. Like, you couldn't even believe it. And it was right there. So, and then the other question everybody keeps posting is, you know, the tour starts in three weeks, and who's the opener going to be? I was be? just about yeah, to right. ask about that. What do you think? Um, I, You know, th- the great thing could be, it could be like Elton. Elton didn't do an opening no band, opener. Right. and which was amazing. He did two and a half hours. I'll take two and a half hours of Kiss. It, it, it could be like- I will take two and a half hours. I don't need an opening band. I don't need to go get my beer. I can go a little bit earlier and have my beer. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But give me two and a half hours of kiss. Give me 8 to 10.30. I'm a happy yeah. puppy. <laughs> That's ambitious, like, though, for them this, this time. Two right. and a half, I think. That's what ambitious. I think, too. Ah, but it could, be done, it could be done with a break. That would be unique for them. And, right. You know, they've never unique. taken they've an intermission. But it would be kind of cool to see it done. And oh, again, I agree. It would be great to if see they, it. If it gets done era-wise, like... Mm-hmm. Similar to what Rush did. I'm not saying take what they did, how Rush went backwards. Right. But chronologically, if they did it in a cool sense, I think that would be bat 
That would be bad funny. Burp. You know, know. I understand. That, yeah, you cursed on the last show. I heard that, by the way. Yeah, I know. But I'm sorry. I, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah we, had to, we had to really censor the first Bobby. Bomb. That would be neat, though, Bobby, because I saw the Rush documentary, the one that just came out, yeah. where they scaled it. That they started with Big, with the washing machines on stage and everything, and they brought it down to the when they used to play high school and just stripped everything away. Awesome. That you would, know, that to would me, it would be really cool. I I, th- I would get goosebumps. That would be because, cool. Because if you go back to, like, you know, the thing. But would they want to go to that? No. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to go big or go home. I, I, I agree. think they've I always agree. been the band that brings it and sets the bar up for everybody else. Yeah, and this is their last one, supposedly. So, yeah, except for maybe festivals, but for long range tour, yeah, they, now, they have to go now, big. Now, Matt, I, I'm going to throw a couple things out. You know, there's one band out there that's getting a lot of chatter with their stage show, and that's Ghost. Everybody's oh, raving wife, about this show. My wife and show. I saw Ghost with Maiden last year. But they said the. These small venue shows that they're doing, everybody's going, you don't have to like the music, which no. I, is reminding me a lot of Kiss. And I'm glad there's a band, whether I like them or not, sure. I'm glad they're doing a show. Yeah, I, I love them. I think their music's great. It's funny because everybody calls them metal, but not really. They're not really, they're more yeah. goth rock really than anything else. I mean, I've, I've seen them many, you know. Well, it's kind of like the old Ozzy. It reminds you when Ozzy exactly. brought exactly. the, uh, um, we'll use the correct term, little person Little person stage. out. <laughs> and you used to hang them up here during the end of the Yeah, season. I mean, you yeah. can't do that anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> not at big venues anyway. <laughs> well, we could have Stonehenge and we'll dance around. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, we got them three feet tall. And- Kiss but- could do what Asia did and have a magician. Oh, well, you know, in Metallica, oh you were God, just at yeah. Metallica, Metallica they had Jim, Jim Brewer, Brewer, so it's like, but you never know. that's not the Kiss crowd. No. And, you know, again, it's, uh, they went out with a lot of big bands. They did Aerosmith, and they did uh, Def Leppard, yeah. X, Y, and Z. I don't think they need to. I really would like, look, I'll take two hours with a half-hour break. Let me sure. take a half-hour people. You know break. what they should do is like a 20-minute <laughs> before the show, like a 20-minute... Documentary. Right. Oh, it'd be great. Absolutely. Awesome. I can see that happening, actually. Them have it on the big screen, just like from the beginning, do a fast forward. Like you said, 15, 20 minutes yeah, when, kind of thing. When I psyched. went to the iHeartRadio thing, they uh, they had a little documentary like that. And it made me think, like, that would be cool. That would be cool. You know, getting ready for the show. It makes me think just in a slight way of when they did the reunion and the four solo album faces would come up and start <gasps> yes. to morph together. And right in, yeah. I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> this, thinking about that. Something as simple as that. So imagine if all of a sudden this documentary and you get the vocals. And I mean, even when you think about it, like last month, we talked to Andrew Scambati about his, you know, movie, The Greatest Show on Earth. And he has those clips. I always think of that one uh, that it was that bootleg from Kiss Vision that floated around for so long. That was that that oh one God, that's just phenomenal. That. What is it? And it makes you so. Kiss it's Vision. called the Visual Hist- Visual yeah. Evolution. Yeah. And the thing that's great about it is it's all that old footage, and it just it's edited in a way with the clips that just makes you so freaking excited. See, that's how you do it on the radio, Bob. But the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Never mind. What? Who? But I mean, it really was one of those things where, I mean, I think that could be just as successful. You know, and I think half of it really, it's funny. We were just talking on, on Harem, if you were listening to the Harem episode, about people, you know, bringing their phones and everybody's so obsessed with taking yeah. photos and video and this and that. But the thing that's great is, we all know each other now. You're going to know half the people in the arena, and hey, that's you. I recognize you by this. Oh, you, know, you got to stand at a certain angle so you look like your profile picture. But it's like you know, I think that's the fun thing. We'll kind of meet up. Anybody that's going down to the Philly show, obviously, you know, hey, look for us. If we get everybody together, it'd be great. If we could get a big party bus worth of Kiss Room people ride down, because then I could you know relax. So it'd be nice. <laughs> but the uh, 
You know, and that's the thing. I think that's what I'm the most excited about is that community feel. I want to see what they're going to do. You know, honestly, I don't think we're going to come away seeing something we haven't seen before. I I, I feel uh, like we're going to, it's going to be, it's going to feel reminiscent of the last couple tours. You know, anytime you have a band that's been on the road this long, you're going to find elements and then you're going to find the naysayers. But again, if you're going there and putting on your, I'm not saying it as a naysayer. I'm, I'm not I'm saying, saying you, right. but you're always going to get the. That's why I'm saying you know the best thing to do is don't look at the reviews. Go. I'm going as that 14 year old Bob who right. sat there and went. This is the reason why I love this band. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why I go all the time. This is the reason why I spend <laughs> X, Y, and Z. Right. Because I couldn't do it at 14. But back then, they didn't have it. You know, we were talking, even on my show, the smell of the record when Jen was, you know, opening that. I I want that. I want that experience going there. I don't want to hear the guy going next to me. Shut up. You know what? I'll say the one thing that I'm so happy about is that vinyl really is returning. And because I loved that, you know, you'd get that new record and you'd flip it open there. Some of them had the gatefold and all this and that and the other. And I'm actually pretty thrilled because like my, my younger daughter for Christmas, you know, we've talked about this before. She loves yeah. My Chemical Romance. I was able to track down a couple, you know, My Chemical Romance on vinyl and the ones like, you know, gold vinyl. It's one of a thousand, blah, blah, blah. And she was ecstatic. And we got her a little record player. And the, the coolest thing, this record player is, and, you know, it's self-contained. It's got the speakers. You can put a record. You can put CDs. You yeah. can connect to her Bluetooth, which is amazing. But she pops those records on, and she's in her room. I'll tell you, it makes me pretty happy. I walk into her room, and she's listening to a record. Fine. And you're like, oh, man, I'm doing something right. Not much, but, you Good know. Good parenting. Yeah. Trying, man, trying. So, I mean, so obviously that's what we're thinking about is I think, you know, like Tony just messaged me. He says he's going to be at a Madison Square Garden show. Now, I don't think I'm going to make it to the Madison Square Garden show. It's uh, Wednesday, and right now, I think I'm just I'm going to hit that Philly show. Now there will be that Hershey Park show later in the summer. So depending on, money, I think that you know that one I'm waiting on, and I'll stub hub it. But that right. one all depends on one factor: weather. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, oh yeah. I am not the person to stand out, and I'm like, oh, I'm right. not standing in the rain. You know, Hershey Park Theater, or I think it was Hershey. That's great. Was Hershey Park? No, it was. Uh, Six Flags or something. I saw Cheap Trick. It was Fourth uh, of July weekend. I think it was 1993. And it was pouring rain. Like, they were even playing in raincoats. It was so bizarre. Because we were outside just getting just drenched. And it was just, I don't know, it was... It's totally off the top. Yeah, but, it, you know, back then we didn't care. Now we're going, oh, am I going to need a sick day for work? <laughs> <laughs> what happens right. if I, you know, is my health care coverage going to go? You know? <laughs> right, exactly. My health care coverage is going to go but up. If, so. if they have all the special guests at Madison Square Garden, the only thing left for Philly would be the Kiss Room House Band. Really. Right? <laughs> How about that? Kiss Room House Band should open the show. You, you guys go. will do all the songs. It'll be great. And speaking of Kiss Room House Band, we should get everybody in here. Why don't oh, I go to a song? the door is open. The uh, lady, you know, it's funny. I posted, I posted the other day in the group, like, "What's your favorite Paul Stanley song?" Hoping to narrow it down and and pick a couple that we would play, you know, and and ultimately everybody picks something different, which I think is the greatest diversity of the Kiss Army and the fan base, and everybody loves it. Of course, Paul says this is one of his favorites, and of course, it ends up getting the most votes. And everybody say, "Well, it's overplayed." But of course, here's another birthday shout out to Paul Stanley right here in the Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. (laughs) 
Kiss Army, we're back. We can hear the Kiss Room house band is loading in right now. We can hear a little bit more uh, music coming in. Um, Ed Spangenberg said, keep those entries coming, and we're getting a great response. I see Bobby Estes, Rodney Dixon already said they entered to win their Click T-shirt. Now, here's the great thing. If you go to clickteeshop.com, click with a K, of course, and I just put the link in the Facebook group, you could enter to win. Remember, you got to put the Kiss Room contest because I want you as one of my listeners to actually win. Now, and think about that. It makes your odds real good because, you know, if you enter a contest through KISS, and a lot of time they'll just say, like, send your email, you know, you're competing with the whole world. Right now you're just competing with everybody here in the KISS room for an awesome Click T shirt. So your odds are good, and it's going to be somebody awesome because only the most awesome people listen to the KISS room. Now, joining us for the first time is Jim's friend Paul. Paul, welcome to the KISS room. Uh, how you doing, man? I, if I was any better, I'd be twins. I'm having the best time ever. It's the start of the year. We're having a blast. It's always a party. Now, look, the first question I ask everybody when they come in the KISS room is, how'd you become a KISS fan? Okay, uh, try and make this quick. <laughs> but there's, there's two, two times I became a KISS fan. First time would be when I heard him on the radio, which would be 1976, and it was rock and roll all night. Nice. And I'm a kid in the car with my father. And it's AM radio, so it's going back. And I just heard the song come on the radio, and as a kid, you hear a song and you go, who's this? Right. And it's, wow, this is great. I, liked, I didn't even know who they were, but I love the song. So a year later is when, that's without ever seeing them, just hearing the song. Right. Now, second time is when I actually saw what they were, and that would be the Alive 2 album. And when I saw that, I like, who's this? Not even knowing that it's rock and roll, the band rock and roll all night. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm a kid. <laughs> and I bought that album from Sam Goody. If nice. you're in Philadelphia, sure. remember what Sam Goody was. Yeah, that, that was the there store you, you went to. And I picked that album up, and I had to have it. I bought it. And when you open up, you see, the, you see that concert stage set up, and I put it on. I Stole Your Love, first song right off the bat. And I just played that whole album, and I was a Kiss fan. You know, it's funny. That's At what that we were just point, talking about. You know, what's the new stage going to look like? And you think about that, what's burning in your mind. Nostalgia-wise, that's going to still be hard to beat. Yeah. They, <laughs> they kind of tried to recreate it when they did the 95, 96. Right. They kind of. 96. But that tour, I worked at the Spectrum, so I was there for those those dates and uh, they tried to do it but they upgraded it because it's you know, 90 <laughs> right. new technology but that was as close as they came they had the costumes and they had some of the old stuff absolutely but that and that was a great concert i couldn't that was me reliving my childhood because <laughs> i didn't see him in 77 i was too young I, my first show was dynasty tour 79 that was my first con- was yeah, my that first, reunion it's my first concert that was amazing was the dynasty that's fantastic. So, and I guess the anniversary of that was, that's coming up, isn't it? When was that? It was 79. Yeah. So this would be this year. For, that's if they, fantastic. If they wanted to do a dynasty, I don't know what they're going to do for the <laughs> final tour. Right. I'm sure, it's not going to be dynasty. Jim, welcome to the Kiss Room. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, Matt. Uh, yeah, that's my buddy, uh, Paul. We all know him as Ho Show from the old <laughs> neighborhood back at Bridge Street, Bridge Summerdale, Granite Street. And um, yeah, he used to work at the Spectrum, and he used to get us all the picks. <laughs> every concert that came, he, he, you know, he'd be going uh, the Speaking uh, the, of which, the local crew. The local I have crew. a gift for Matt. Oh, yeah? 
Whoa, look at this. <laughs> it's a reunion tour pickup. Paul Stanley, like wow. I said, Thank I you, Paul. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. I'm so, posting a picture of that in the group. I'm putting that someplace where and I, I and, he, and I have uh, an official uh, KISS Jesus. local road crew. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah he, you got me all, all the KISS and the Paul Stanley ones. Yeah, so, That's fantastic. I'll be fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Paul. That's awesome. No problem. So, KISS Room House Band, we almost ready to get rolling here, or what are we thinking? Steve's giving me a thumbs up. Steve Forrest, welcome to the Kiss Room. Hey, man. How you doing, buddy? Top of the hour. Why don't I hit a reset here, and we will uh, come back and listen to some music right here in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. Meet, meet you in the Kiss Room. Meet, meet you in the Kiss Room. With Matt Porter and the podcast crew. Hey, you're not allowed to smoke in the Kiss Room. Hi everybody, it's Gene Simmons. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Montco Radio, but you knew that. You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt Porter. All right, so uh, Paul Stanley's birthday month, so we got to do a couple songs for him. But before we do, before we do this song, we're gonna send it out to Cat Mara because uh, she had a little incident with an escalator, you know. And when you lose a fight with an escalator, it's only one thing going to get you through it: some bruises. Just when I'm about to take my coat 
we got a special guest here today, Chris Hartman. He's going to do some cold gin.
time again. <laughs> Ken Mills is the only thing. Ken Mills? Ken Mills? You start to... Ken Mills Parasite? Okay. Yeah. So uh, we went to the expo, and Ace did the solo album. Yeah. And they did this song so killer that I'm like, we have we have to do it. So nice. this is in need of love.
Sunday, but Saturday, Ace's band did a whole set of Kiss songs, oh, yeah. and, and it was awesome. And they did this one, 
and it's a Paul Stanley song. And Happy birthday. Paul Stanley. Happy birthday. Stanley. Okay. Stanley. Oh my gosh. We got some tuning going on right here.
I think you're going to like this band. They got the lights in their eyes and the look of champions. Real champions. Hello? That's right, Kiss Army. We're back. And on the phone, we have Joey Casada. Joey, how are you? Woo! Matt Porter, how are you, man? <laughs> You know, if I was any better, I'd be twins. How about that Kiss Room house band nailing it? That was fantastic. Uh, I loved I'm in need of love. It sounded great, guys. Kill you know, it. it's funny. We got people from all over the planet tuned in. Tony's listening down in Florida. He's with Big John Hart. He says, man, you got the sound dialed in in that Kiss Room house band nailing it. Phenomenal. Paul Yabaker, I think, is, he says his name. He says, that's the way you got to do it electric. That's the way it sounds right. Rodney Dixon listening said it sounded great. Everybody's commenting on Bobby's video. Sounded sound just fantastic. That was awesome so now we're going to switch gears out of the house band we're going to talk to another drummer and musician and a, it's joey casada talking about his new book start with a dream a drummer's journey from rock and roll to tv and broadway joey welcome to the kiss room what's up man thanks for having me buddy you know, I'm thrilled because it's it's one of those things where, obviously, a lot of people know your history from ZO2. I think that's where a lot of us first found you. You know, I saw you on that tour where uh, Kiss hit uh, Bristow, Virginia, and you guys were the opening band. And I think that was the night they recorded Rock the Nation. And then over the years, we've seen you on reality TV. You know, we've seen you on uh, Joey Licious Wrestling. We've seen all kind of fun <laughs> stuff. You obviously have a lot of stories, and, and I think we've been able to kind of catch a glimpse because you've been in the in the spotlight for a lot of years talk about the book talk about what's on your mind joey thanks dude yeah so the book is it's really about you know starting with a dream it's about following your dreams and not giving up it's it opens up my dream i saw kiss 1979 madison square garden dynasty tour i saw peter chris's drum drums levitate in the air and my life changed <laughs> i knew right then and there I was going to be a drummer, and no matter what happened, I would be in KISS one day or be on tour with KISS one day. I'd somehow get close to them or, and just be a famous drummer my whole life. And that's how the book starts. It starts there, and it starts, you know, me going to stores and finding new KISS albums and discovering Creatures of the Night and hearing Eric Carr for the first time and like, holy God, what, you know, what is this thunder that I'm hearing now? This is different than Peter. This is even something, you know, to the next level. And it's, it just follows me through my history and through each band and through each incarnation of my life and, you know, my ups and downs, my failures, my success. You know, I was in some bands back in the 90s that were almost signed to Atlantic Records and some of them fell through. And then it all the way leads up to me meeting the guys in ZO2, Paulie Z and David Z. I'm not sure if anyone knows this, but Paulie Z and I actually met in, we were in a KISS tribute band together. Sure. We were, in, we were in the band KISS Nation, and Paulie was obviously Paul Stanley, and I played Eric Carr for KISS Nation for many, many years. We actually even filmed the VH1 special about the band. Gene and Paul were in the special. It never actually aired. It actually wound up getting canceled before it aired, <laughs> but the fun thing that I include in my book, in the beginning of my book... Whenever I read someone's book, I always want to follow along. Like everyone's talking about different videos they did, or different concerts they went to, or you know, just different events. So in the top, in the beginning of my book, I included a video history 
uh, that you can basically follow along as you're reading the book, and it kind of has all the different milestones that I went through in my life. It's a, it's a YouTube playlist that I made, and this Kiss Nation pilot is actually on there, the full pilot. You could see Gene and Paul making, they're, they're a big part of the show, and it's all about them coming to surprise and see us at the Whiskey A Go-Go in L.A. when we performed one day. Wow. You know, it's funny. I'm going to step back for just a second because one of the, the tagline of the top says, A Kiss Fan Story. You talk about seeing Peter Chris and being inspired, but tell us what it's like. You have a foreword in the book by Peter Chris. <laughs> Listen, when I first started, when I originally wrote my book for my kids. That was my original idea. I wanted to write something for my kids, just a feel-good story about making your dreams come true. And then as I, as I, as I was writing it and I had people read it over, Everyone was telling me how good it is and how interesting the stories are and really an in-depth look at the entertainment business. So once I decided to release the book, there was only one person I would ever dream that I could imagine that I would love to write the forward to my book, and that was Peter Chris. I mean, of course, Eric Carr was another one, but unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. Right. Peter was my original influence and person that made me play the drums and made my dreams spark. So I met Peter through the years. Uh, we became really friendly. He's the sweetest, sweetest human being I've ever met. Obviously, the, the, one of the best drummers in the world. So I reached out to him and Gigi, kind of uh, his wife Gigi. I kind of explained the situation in the book, and they were kind of hesitant at first. Peter doesn't do this. I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone knows you, you've never seen Peter write a forward to anyone else's book. Right. So... I sent them a sample chapter. I sent them the first chapter of me seeing Peter for the first time. And they loved it. And they, you know, Peter felt, you know, really inspired by it. And he's like, oh my God, I'd love to do this. And he wrote me some kind words in the beginning of my book to read it off. It, it was a dream come true. You know, that really is fantastic. And I think that's such a full circle kind of moment. When you told me about that, I thought, you know, imagine the full circle kind of thing that's, that's presented there is Young kid, you see Peter Chris, and there he is writing the forward to your book. I think that's fantastic. And to be able to capture that, I think really, to me, that makes me just really happy as a Kiss fan that he would do that for you. Because over the, over the last couple of years, having met him at a couple different times, he seems like he's in a really good place. And I think that's really, it's nice, because if you read his own book, you know, there's times where he was definitely not in a good place, but he seems to be very happy right now. He absolutely is. He's like I said. He's a real sweetheart. Listen, I'm sure he could be nasty to some people, just like I'm nasty to some people. So, <laughs> listen, everyone is. But to the people Peter loves, Peter loves them unconditionally, and I, and I couldn't thank him enough. And and that's really sums up my book. It's a feel good story, a Kiss fans feel good story. I, it's all about me as a kid, five years old, seeing Peter, and like you just said, it comes full circle by the end. And he writes the forward to my book. It's I couldn't even have even imagined a better life. That really is fantastic. I mean, now we're going to go off the track a little bit. I'm sure there's got to be some chapters in there where you talk about being a reality TV star. Talk about what that's like <laughs> and how close uh, what we saw on that reality show was to maybe you know reality TV seems like an oxymoron, but you know, talk about that. Right. So our my band Zia Two for people who don't know, we had a show called Z Rock, and it really wasn't a reality show. It was really more of a sitcom. Um, base type show. It was more like a Curb Your Enthusiasm type show. It was never really meant to be a reality show. Even though it was fully based on our real lives, we played ourselves, but we were fully acting in the show the whole time. There was no questions about it. We were never trying to pan it off as a reality right. show. This, you know, so it, it was filmed as a sitcom, but we, you know, the, the premise of the show was 
we're a rock band at night, and we played for little kids during the day. <laughs> and that's 100% the true story. We paid for, we, we went on tour with Kiss, for many people who don't know, we toured the whole Rock the Nation tour with Kiss and Poison, and we funded that. They paid us, don't get me wrong, and most people don't know that. They paid us, but most, we were in the, obviously we didn't make money on the tour. To pay for most of that tour and our first record, we played little kids' birthday parties. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, we would, we would play, you know, obviously we would play kids' songs, but we would throw in a Shout It Out Loud or a Rock and Roll All Night. You know, I, I always tried to get Love Gun in there, but I don't think Love, <laughs> pull, the, pull the trigger of my Love Gun to the little kids would have worked out too well. But, Rock again, <laughs> fully based on our real lives, and we had it for two seasons on IFC, and the book goes into so much detail about the show, how we got the show, the crazy guest stars we had, Dave Navarro, Dee Snyder, Daryl Hall, Gilbert Gottfried, you know, everyone under the sun, and ultimately how the show came to end. You know, the unfortunate circumstances that made it end. It was, it was an amazing ride, and it, it came to an abrupt halt just as mm. quickly. So we are talking with Joey Casada. He's talking about his new book, Start With a Dream, A Drummer's Journey from Rock and Roll to TV to Broadway. Of course, it is a KISS fan story. We're hearing a lot of great stories. I mean, obviously, now you just mentioned a whole bunch of rock stars that were on your reality, or I keep calling it a reality show. <laughs> I think all of TV is a comedy, but the, uh, <laughs> you know... Also, you do the the Joey Lissis, the wrestling, and you had so many greats on that show as well. How do you kind of network with all these people? <laughs> so again, in my book, it's in chapter four. It actually starts. It, the title is two two passions, two dreams. When I was a kid, I had two dreams: become a famous drummer and become a professional wrestler. <laughs> and, and shortly after, I saw Kiss at Madison Square Garden. I a few years later, I saw Hulk Hogan win the championship at Madison right. Square Garden. So. Both of those moments changed my life. Unfortunately, I was never big enough to become a wrestler. So those dreams slowly took a uh, backseat to being a drummer, of course. But then, as the years went on and I became an actor and, you know, had my own TV show, I said, you know what? Let me, I want to write something that I would like to star in myself, much like, you know, almost like Sylvester Stallone did with Rocky. Sure. And I said, I'm going to write something, because I tried to get more parts and stuff after Z-Rock, and it's just a hard world to keep up with so i wrote my own story and it was about me becoming a professional wrestler and same type of deal it's like a z-rock based on my real life i was never big enough the only difference is i in my in the fake fictitious joey licious world i continued with that dream and i kept trying to become a wrestler and i kept failing and the premise of the show is these wrestlers appear to me in my imagination <laughs> right. to give me to give me advice which completely fails at all costs <laughs> and you know i have everyone involved every 80s wrestler you can possibly imagine involved in the show from rick flair to hulk hogan we filmed with roddy piper before he passed we filmed with jimmy snooker before he passed the iron Sheik. uh everyone you can possibly imagine is involved in the show again things take a long time from inception to reality so it's it's going to be on the air very soon i promise everyone was still working on it i'm closing a deal right now we're hoping to film fully in the spring but again you could see those quick little short episodes that we did too on my youtube page sada entertainment it's s-a-t-t-a -T -T -A, entertainment and that comes with the book again the video history is in the book with all the links 
that you could kind of follow the history of my my wacky career. <laughs> I really enjoy those wrestling shows because you really do have a who's who of kind of the greats of 80s wrestling. And, you know, that's really the era that I kind of gravitate to, 80s. And, uh, you know, when you think about that, even this past week, we had just, you know, Gene Okerlund had passed away. Yeah. And you Gene start going. going to be involved too, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and it's like you look at that and you just say to yourself, you know, it's just, you know, get these things while you can because nothing's going to last forever. Here we are looking at end of the road and this and that and the other. And obviously everybody knows, you know, the, the tragic kind of part of the ZO2 story. I mean, not to dwell on that, but I mean, it's like you only get so many days and, uh, you know, it really, uh, it's, I think it's great that you're able to capture so much of this in your book, but also that you're able to capture so much of it as TV and video and r- music and recordings that we can see. Absolutely. It's really, it encompasses so many different aspects of the entertainment business. It's not just music. It's not just TV. It's not just Broadway, who, where I ultimately wound up, which is incredible. I can't even believe that I'm saying that. But it really shows, it's just, it has to do with anyone that has a dream in their life. If you have a dream, don't stop pursuing it. Just keep going after it until you get it. The only people who say you fail that you can't do it are the people who have already failed. Right. So just keep working at it. And, you know, unfortunately, when, when my good friend Dave Z passed away, mm-hmm. it really set things into motion, too. It was like, wow, the, you know, life is short. And go follow your dreams. Even if you're 50 years old, it doesn't matter what, how old you are. Go pursue it. What the hell are you waiting for? Amen. I couldn't agree more with that. I think that's the fun part. Now, I think, look, as a KISS fan, you really did have the dream of opening for KISS. I mean, you've got to have some great stories. I know we've had you on before. We heard about the wiffle ball games with uh, with the KISS crew, which is just phenomenal. But to get inside that world, to come, it's, it really is the dream to come from being a fan, like you said, to actually sharing the stage to open for KISS. There's got to be some good stories there. I mean, again, there's, there's not, there was nothing more surreal to me than when I first walked onto that stage and I was sound checking. And as I'm sound checking, the lighting guy is testing the kiss sign behind me. <laughs> I was, you know, I was flipping out. And, and again, all those stories are in the book from me not literally not believing that this was happening. We were on the road. We were on our way to Texas, which was our very first show in our RV. And I still didn't believe that we were opening for KISS. I said, something is going to happen. I'm going to get there, and they're going to say, who the hell are you guys? (laughs) And sure enough, when we got there, the production manager, Patrick Whitley, came up to us, and our manager at the time said, hey, Pat, uh, ZO2 reporting for duty. And, you know, I was, you know, biting my tongue. I was like, oh, my God, please, please expect us. And he's like, well, who the hell? And he said, sure enough, who the hell are you guys? (laughs) And... I, I had to clean out my underwear, and he's like, no, just kidding. Come on, I'll show you where the stage is. And, you know, fr- fr- from there, my world changed. I mean, I never, I was never more happy in my life at that exact moment when he said, sure, guys, come on over. We're expecting you. That's awesome. You know, and then walking over to the merch stand and seeing Kiss t-shirts next to ZO2 t-shirts on sale, which was, you know, incredible. But stories and uh, beyond stories are in this book about everyday life with gene and paul on the road you know playing playing with them on the same stage is what i've always dreamed about but what turned out to be the most enjoyable was literally hanging around with these guys every day hanging out with gene and having lunch with gene every day debating about you know is the sky blue or is the sky black and gene (laughs) whatever whatever you said gene would say the opposite it doesn't matter 
is whatever color he says it is. Hey, Joey, it's Bobby Dreyer, man. I caught you guys at the Starland Ballroom when you guys were touring and opening up for King's X. Oh, awesome, dude. Yeah, King's X. Oh, we love King's X. We played a lot of shows with those Did guys. Did a lot with Doug, because Doug brought you up, and that's how I got to know about you guys, was Doug's like, you got to check these guys out. <laughs> so this Jerry's was, a good friend of mine, too. I love Jerry. It, We've yeah. had Jerry up to jam with us many times. Great guy. I'm glad, you know, yeah, because I'm down in Doylestown area, but yeah, I drove all the way up, and I'm like, and Doug's like, man, you got to check these guys out. And my buddy Earl Slick also mentioned you. Oh, of course. Oh, my God. So many great, I mean, throughout the years, we've met so many amazing people that we've played with and jammed with and opened for. I mean, it's, again, all in the book, how many different stories, you couldn't believe how many stories. I mean, even something as silly as meeting Ace, we played... We played the Chance Theater opening up for Jolyn Turner one time. And Ace just happened to be, and I had never met Ace at this point. Ace was just in the balcony watching. And, you know, he was just hanging out. And I didn't get to meet him that night. And then the next night, we were on a little mini run with Jolyn. We were at, I think, Double D's in New Jersey or something like that. And Eric Singer was jamming with him that night, Jolyn that night, too. So I was just get, grabbing a drink upstairs, and sure enough, a, I, some guy taps me on the shoulder and goes, Hey, man, you're that drummer from last night, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, Ace Freely? What, you know, yes, I'm the drummer from last night. Oh, you guys are great, man. What are you drinking? <laughs> so, it was just so surreal, not only, again, meeting these guys, but becoming their peers and living in their world for, for a, a long, long time. It was just Amazing, you know, hang, literally che- having a little cheers with Ace right there. Just so surreal while I'm looking downstairs and I just played and Eric Singer's jamming on the drums with Joel and Turner. It's just story after story. It's, it's well, been I gotta tell you, ride. I just picked up a copy. That's power of the iPhone. He's buying it right now. I just bought it right now. So it'll be here oh. Monday. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. You know, this is one of those things. I'll throw a link on the harem page. You know, get this out so here. Now look, Bobby brings up a good point. If you go to Amazon, you can search for Start Start with a Dream, A Drummer's Journey from Rock and Roll to TV to Broadway by Joey Casada. It's available on Amazon. But guess what? We're going to give one away yeah. to one of our listeners. Now here's what you're going to do if you're listening to The Kiss Room right now. Go to the win page. So you go to thekissroom.com, click on the win tab. You'll see there's a, uh, a form where you have to fill out. It's your name. It's your mailing address. And here's the thing. You have to have the secret word. Again, we, we gave away the click T-shirt you know, entry earlier in the show. It's the same thing because I want a listener to win. I don't want just somebody with an email. I want somebody who really <laughs> listens to the show. So, Joey, tell us what is going to be the secret word. Well, why don't we use a beautiful word like Joelicious? <laughs> <laughs> so, look, Kiss Army, listening all around the planet, you could win this book. Go to thekissroom.com, go to the win page. There's a form right at the top. The secret word is Joelicious. That way, when you read the book, you're going to hear those stories. You're going to hear about that. We just talked about that. Enter that. You have till January 31st. I'm giving you the whole month because I, want, I know a lot of people listen via download. They don't listen to it right away. There's a lot of great KISS podcasts. There's even more great podcasts out there on the planet. So it gives you time. You're driving around. You're listening. You're thinking, I can't you know, call in right now because I'm driving. Giving you time to enter, people. That's the way we like to do it. Now, obviously, that's really nice of you to get, let us give away a book. Bobby just bought one. I know G- Josie and Belly said he saw the link today and he bought one. So uh, I think really just the idea of what you're talking about, the idea of all these great stories that involve Kiss. Look, my listeners, everybody's going to want to buy it. 
course. <laughs> I mean, again, if you're a Kiss fan, this is your story. This is your story if you kept going with your damn dream that you gave up on. <laughs> it, it's, it's everything from being a Kiss fan, you know, running into Sam Goody music in the 80s and um, seeing The Elder and going, is this a Kiss album? I couldn't figure out if it was a Kiss album or not. And, and you know, I, I bought it on cassette because I had to see if it was real so I could pop it in my Walkman right then and there to make sure it was really Kiss. You know, to all the way to, you know, me literally shining my double platinum album with Windex because I really thought it was platinum back then. And, you know, I had a, I had a waterlogged, you know, cardboard, you know, double platinum album. All the, you know, all the stories that you had as a, as a kid growing up a Kiss fan, is the same that we all went through. I, maybe I just wrote about them. So I'd love you to reminisce with me, you know, and, and read my story. You know, that really has been the most fun thing, you know, over the last bunch of years as social media has really emerged. And you start to connect with people who have these great stories, like even something like that. You know, you're polishing a double platinum <laughs> album. It's great. And it makes you laugh. And it does, in a lot of ways, and maybe it's one of those things like, you know, and you're younger than I am, but I think you remember those times and you remember all the fun that you had as a Kiss fan kind of all along. You know, we've been, we started listening so young and I think I'm looking around the room. I think everybody's kind of thinking the same thing is that, you know, you have had all these great memories and here they are launching out on what's called the end of the road. Right. And it almost seems surreal. And I ask everybody Not the same question. Dead. What do you, what do you think of the end of the road? Listen, I mean, I don't think it's the end of the road. I think it's the end of Kiss touring. So right. I think they'll they'll always be Kiss. Listen, they'll always be Kiss to me, whether they're yeah. I can go see them live or not. I have all the records. I have all the videos. I have everything. Kiss will never leave my heart. Right. So it you know, it's like just of course, just because they're not going to be touring anymore. I, I'm sure the cruises will still be going on. I'm sure they're going to still be doing stuff. You know, the Gene Band, the Ace Band. Now everything is going to be going Simmons for a long diapers. time. <laughs> If, well, you know, if, that's, anything, that's, if anything, it's almost more exciting now. I, th I think that's amazing. And we talked about that at the start of the show. Is here we are in 2019. Kiss is out on the road. Ace is out on the road. You know, we could see Cheap Trick still out on the road. I'm going to see Y&T. You know, I'm going to see this Return of the Comet. We talked to John Reagan at the start of the, the show. It's, it's John, amazing. He was yep. so nice. I mean, it was so nice for him to call in. And I'll tell you, what a good guy. So uh, positive. And I'm really, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be, in, just think, by April, the weather will be a lot nicer than it is today. Absolutely. Yeah, I was at the Chance Theater when uh, Ace played, and, and they jammed for the first time that little mini Freely's Comet reunion. It was incredible. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Any questions for Joey from the Kiss Room panel here? Everybody's kind of listening. Okay, Fran. Steve, who's got the question? Uh, hey, Joey. Nice to hear What's from up, you. What's um, So it sounds like you've had a qu uh, quite an amazing career, man. Um, I'm just curious. I'm a big fan of Kiss, but I'm also a big fan of Broadway, and I see that you've you know, been on Broadway. What, what have you done, or what are you doing? Well, I did a show for uh, five years called The Great Comet of 1812. It starred Josh Groban. <clears throat> I don't know if you heard of it. We, we led all Tony nominations uh, 2000, in 2017. I uh, did that for almost five years. I did almost 600 performances with that. You know, eight shows a week. You know, it was a grueling, grueling schedule, but it was the time of my life. It was at the point of my career that I am now. I, you know, I loved every minute of it. And, you know, what I also do now is I, I'm playing with Eric Martin from Mr. Big. Very uh -huh. cool. Nice. Awesome. So I, I, I tour with those guys, Eric Martin, and, you know, his band is PJ Farley and Steve Brown from Trickster wow. and, my, yeah. and myself on drums. So. 
we do a lot of a lot of touring. Uh, we'll be doing a lot of stuff this new year, probably recording an album. So I'm keeping busy with the Broadway stuff, with that, you know, with the book now. So it's yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's pretty hectic. Very cool, man. Thank you, Fran. You got a question? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, it sounds like it's going to be a very inspiring book. I'm definitely going to get get a copy. And, and it sounds like. You know, you're an Italian guy that's a musician. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you know I'm Italian? <laughs> <laughs> Forget about it. Because I'm Italian. We all know each other now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the only thing, I, I never got into wrestling. I don't know. Because a lot of, like, Matt, you're into wrestling. Yeah. Like, a lot of people I know are into wrestling. I never got into it. But um, It's funny. For, for me, growing up, I mean, especially being a Kiss fan back then, those larger than life characters, those 80, 80s wrestlers, were just they, they, right. they just went they just went hand in hand. They were the same type of world for me. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, Matt. I mean, uh, Fran, you couldn't get into it because Dominic Danucci got his ass kicked every ring. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Dominic Danucci. <laughs> also, um, is, is it going to be on the Kindle at all? Do you know? Yes, it is. Yes, they're working on formatting it for Kindle right now. It should be available. Probably in about three to four weeks. Again, they're just slow with processing that. It never is available at the same time. Unfortunately, I wanted to. I originally wanted to have this book out for Christmas, but we just had a little bit of formatting issues, and then I, I didn't want to wait to have the Kindle and this launch at the same time. I wanted to get this out for the new year, especially with the Kiss Store starting right now. I, I feel like it's a real great buy for the Kiss fan. Yeah. But Kindle will be available within a few weeks. Yep, and cool. it'll be on Amazon too. Same type of deal. Nice. So, like we said, the book is called. Start with a dream, a drummer's journey from rock and roll to TV to Broadway. It's Joey Casada. You can get your copy on Amazon. Yes! Now, I know one thing. We're, we're running out of time because, seriously, Zap is coming up next. All you Zappa fans are going to want to stay tuned. It's awesome. But talk a little bit about you were involved very heavily in reviving the Rockheads. Talk about that. Eric Carr, of course, created the Rockheads. I remember standing with you at the New York Kiss Expo, and you showed it to me on your phone, and it was phenomenal. It was the coolest thing, and you really brought it to life. Talk about that. Yeah, I'm, wor I'm still working with Loretta Carr, Eric's sister, on the, bringing the Rockheads to life. So uh, Loretta approached me almost two years ago now. I had done an animated series with Gilbert Gottfried called Victor that I'm still developing now. We're still trying to launch that. But <clears throat> that was a very uh, different type of series than the Rockheads. That was more of an Archie Bunker, all-in-the-family type of series. Very, you know, you know PG-13, you know, family guy type of animation but Loretta had seen me posting stuff about animation, and she approached me about the Rockheads. And, and Loretta and I have known each other for years. I appeared on the, the Eric Carr CD, The Unfinished Business, and Loretta and I, like I said, I was Eric Carr and Kiss Nation for many years. She knew me through that. So we've been friends for a long time, and she approached me about developing this. She didn't know what to do. And me being a person who's developing animation as a producer... I knew all the avenues to take, so I basically took all the crude and, you know, small work that Eric had done, and I revamped it, and we kind of made this Scooby-Doo meets the Beatles type of uh, animation. And, you know, it's literally this little kid's rock band from the 80s that, you know, travels to the future, which is our time now, and it's like out of place, but they're trying to become the biggest rock band in the world. But there's still all this mystical stuff like, like in Scooby-Doo, you know, monsters and creatures and stuff like that. It's a very children's-friendly cartoon series. We're shopping it to Nickelodeon right now. We're shopping it to Netflix and Hulu and whatnot. But you can, again, you can also see that on my YouTube page. You can see that on Loretta's Rockhead page on Facebook. It's all over. The, the two-minute trailer is up. 
it's amazing. It, it, all original music, it's incredible. And you know what? I know that we're going to end up seeing it on TV because it sounds like from all this, you always follow through. You make these things happen, and that's impressive. And hand, hats off to you. Fantastic. So now look, Kiss Army, you got to go get the book. Go to Amazon, order, start with a dream, a drummer's journey from rock and roll to TV and Broadway. Joey Casada, thanks for calling in. Matt, I love you, brother. I love you so much. And listen, Matt and I are a tag team on Facebook. If anyone messes with anyone, <laughs> that's right. Matt, that's Matt right. and I will take care of you and immediately shut you up. So don't mess with us. Well, you know what? I want to thank the Kiss Room House Band for coming in. It was nice to meet you, Paul. Kiss Room House Band, you're on fire. Chris Hartman was, was welcome yeah. in here. Obviously, every time, I think it's my favorite part of the show is really when we do the Kiss Room House Band. That's so it's like a party right here on a Friday or whenever you listen to it. Joey, thanks a million for calling in. We gave you the chance. People are going to order. They can enter to win at thekissroom.com. Go to the win page. We gave you that opportunity. We got the Click Tea Shop. People can win one of those. Thanks to Ed Spangenberg. Thanks to John Reagan for calling in. We had a great time talking to him this afternoon. He was super nice, and I'm really looking forward to the return of the comet. Joey, any last minute that you'd like, any last words you'd like to say to the Kiss Army listening all around the planet? If anyone wants to see a little preview of the book, I did a Facebook Live yesterday on my page. You can get a kind of inside look at some pictures and some stories, and you can see the cover and you know the insides and outsides of some uh, of the things that are in the book. So if you can go to my Facebook page, just facebook.com slash Joey Casada, you'll kind of see a little preview of the book. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to that, and I really appreciate you calling in. I'm going to thank everybody who joined us today in the Kiss Room. We'll be back next month. Obviously, you can stay tuned here to Monco Radio. we got Seriously Zappa coming up. Classes start next week, so either if you want to come take a class or if you want to learn what new shows are coming back to Monco Radio, all the students coming back, a lot of your favorite shows will be back. The spring semester starts next semester, and we're looking forward to all of you Coming back next week. Joey, thanks for calling in. Love you, Matt. Thanks, brother. Love you, pal. See ya. All right. Kiss Room, Bobby, Chris, Jim, Fran, Steve, Paul. Thank you all. And I'm going to give the last word to Ken Mills, as I always do, here in the Kiss Room on Marco Radio, where music and minds meet. Check out these ads from the following shows. We are proud to call them the friends of the Podkiss Network. We are one. We're a scene, man. That's right, Kiss Army. We're having a rock and roll party, and you are invited. Tune into the Strange Ways Kiss Podcast and hang out with your Kiss Army brothers, Jody Havnock, Clinton Harris, and D Rock. Join us where we celebrate and discuss the gods of thunder. That's Strange Ways Kiss Podcast. You can find us on Facebook or Podomatic.com. We'll see you there. Podcast Rock City. What's up, everybody? This is Joe from Podcast Rock City, where every week, me and my crew will bring you the Kiss News of the Week. Look at us as kind of a Kiss version of Meet the Press, your source for Kiss News every week. We're on iTunes, Podomatic, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, KISS Army. Since 2007, you've been getting PodKissed, the KISS audio fanzine for your ears. 
That's right, it's your podcast. Every month, the podcast crew, along with the Kiss Room, brings you Kiss Talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great Kiss fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to Podkiss. Hi, this is Bruce Kulik, and you're listening to Podkiss. The Podkiss, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears. History Science Theater, the most civilized. Yeah. Oh, f- <laughs> oh, f- <laughs> come on. Respectful. Just imagine Gene it's with like, like a with like a washtub base. Boom, 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 boom. And serious. No wait. Excuse me, Bob. You're gonna come over and do my album. <laughs> Kiss podcast on the web. History Science Theater. We bust balls because we can. Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... Then you'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at DecibelGeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll and it's always free. Hey, I'm Dr. F***. And I'm the Ayatollah of Alcohola. And we are from the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. If you want to check out some crazy, uncensored, unbiased, totally nuts reviews of classic hard rock and heavy metal albums, check us out. You can get us on Podbean and iTunes. New episodes every Sunday. How do I get a backstage pass? Yeah, you're listening to Harold. Grab your hairspray and your sister's makeup and try to fit in those spandex again. Join me, Bobby Dreyer, along with Matt Porter, every second Friday of each month from 1 to 3, right before the Kiss Room, on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. <laughs> You have been one hell of an audience tonight. Why don't you give yourselves a round of applause? I'll tell you something. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now, naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you! Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio. last-minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations? No, but I will say something to anybody out there that's, you know, the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for. Don't think it's so weird. Maybe someday somebody will let you give you the chance to make a living out of it. You just stick to it. You'll be weird. 